Imagine Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds without the drama or the suspense. <laughs> but with 100% more machine guns, driving scenes, and birds that spit acid. We saw Birdemic shock and terror, so you know what that means. Hello, people of Earth, and welcome to a live How Did This Get Made in Largo! Thank you to everybody who came out here to Largo, Los Angeles to come out to see a live How Did This Get Made. For all the people who didn't make it, I don't care where you're from, you're assholes. Because we have a guy from Australia that came here, right, guy from Australia? Australia made it, and that's the farthest place anywhere. No matter where you are, Australia is the farthest from you. Uh, so he made it, so you have no excuse next time. Um, we have an uh, amazing movie here tonight. Uh, the movie is Birdemic, Shock and Terror. If you have not seen this movie, stop. Stop everything. Not Well, you in the crowd, you can't leave. But I would recommend everyone, uh, if you're at home, watch it first. It's amazing. It's, uh, you know... When you think about rooms like, when you think about movies like The Room and Troll 2, they're good. This, better. Um, like, this is more, I don't even know if, if Ed Wood is living through this director, uh, and it's awesome. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we have a great show for you. Not only do we have a very special guest to talk about Birdemic, but we have someone from the actual movie. That's right. <laughs> Whitney Moore. Star of Birdemic one and two. We're gonna talk about that. We're gonna talk about that later. She will be here to talk about it. Tell us what it was like to be on this uh, this set. I hear the movie took place over four years. I don't know if that's true. I would like to believe that it was. Um, as always, I am joined by my co-host uh, Jason Manzukas. Welcome, Jason. Have a seat. Have a seat in this lovely Mike Douglas kiss. Is this a mic? No. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, it's all done. It's blown. Can I break it? You may have blown it out. The bit may have blown it out. Normally, uh, June Diane Rayfield is here. She might be here. She is coming uh, from a shoot and she was very late in coming, so she will join us uh, eventually. But we have a very special guest. This guy, what, what can you say? about this guy who's our guest. He is amazing, uh, a comedy genius, a New York Times bestseller, nominated for Grammys coming up, won Grammys, won more things than you ever want to know. And uh, please welcome Al Yankovic. That is, I am awesome. furious that I did not get a standing ovation. <laughs> How dare you? Wow. 
Well, we are so excited to have you here. Me too. Um, and now you are a fan of Birdemic. I did not know that before we asked you to do this. Perhaps my favorite movie ever. <laughs> it's pretty. Uh, what do you Based like more? Everything else. <laughs> do you like the shock or the terror more? You know, it's, it's, I'm kind of fifty-fifty on it. I like them both. Yeah, they both have their merits. I'm finding that so distracting in a way that is like. I, no, not in a way to get rid of it, in a way that I'm like, all I want is to stare deeper into his eyes. <laughs> uh, for those of you at home that don't have the visual component, there is a screen on with a picture of the lead character. Uh, Rod. The people, the, the, people at home, the people at home do not matter to me. Yeah. They are irrelevant, and I will spend most of this podcast talking only to the beautiful people of this audience. Amazing. You're all that matters. You, you gotta, are the winners tonight. You got a you got a one person standing ovation. You know what? Very nice. Thank you, sir <laughs> or madam. <laughs> All right, so let's get right into it. Uh, by first, I think we should just go. Let's take away the idea that the sound and the video elements are terrible. Whoa, like, whoa, wait, like, whoa, whoa, whoa! You want to take that table. away? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I think we could talk about it, but. That is, I mean, we could just acknowledge that that is going to be a runner throughout the whole... The whole last of the next movie. Yeah. They have all sound matching from shot to shot. I I could spend 15 minutes just talking about the wet kissing. (laughs) We'll get to the wet kissing. The kissing scene is the, 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 I feel like whatever they shot was then dubbed in with like... (laughs) Just like hours of ADR to be like, no, that's not wet enough. We need a wetter kiss. There, there is some curious ADR in the movie, though, oh, too, yeah. throughout the whole... There, there seems some re-record elements in they there. They re-recorded the kids. Yes. But then for all the beach scenes, it's like you hear the, the, the roar of the ocean, like... I do like that I think the quality of this film is a little less than some of my home videos that I made in the late 80s. Uh, it was, like, shot on, like, Super 8. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, all right, so... That being said, the <laughs> opening, another opening that oh. is like seven minutes oh, yeah. of driving. I yeah. have to say, I have to say, I really did enjoy the opening titles. I thought Helvetica was a bold choice. <laughs> <laughs> that was nice. And, and I, liked, I liked how the camera was slightly askew, a little Dutch angle on the camera for the whole driving sequence. Because that was a little bit of, that was foreboding. That's what you know, oh, everything's a little askew here. Something's happening a little crazy. <laughs> Do you, I feel like the reason why the movie is like the Dutch angles is because he couldn't fit in the car properly. So it was like yeah. just somebody like, gotta, uh, yep, it's, go, go, drive, drive. Just crammed his like, arm against the window. It was the same guy driving that was shooting like, how's it? Is this good? Is this good? <laughs> I felt like there was an element of this movie where they needed to show us uh, how the characters got from place to place in real time. As if, as if to say, maybe those people are going to be from this town and they'll know you couldn't get there in a couple of, a couple of seconds. It really was epic. It was a 10 grand budget, like, that was all, like, gas, right? It was like, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, there's, like, in the very beginning, there is, like, a static 30 seconds of a Chevron sign with gas prices on it. I was like, this is bananas. Well, I was, was, was going to ask who the editor was, but editing implies, like, something's taken out of the movie. No. And there's, they used every single frame. It's like, you know, we've got all this driving footage. Well, what are we going to do, not use it? Well, there's also, there's, also, there's also, well, we could edit here when all of the characters have stopped talking. <laughs> No, no, no. Let's let it go on ten more seconds. <laughs> you know, 
the fact that it opens up, it opens up like The Shining. A car is driving. You think, oh, they're going somewhere. But you find out, no, they're all in the same town the entire oh, yeah. time. They're not going anywhere. And, the, and the, the, the opening music is like a lethargic organ grinder. And it's just like, do, 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 do. I, I love the choices. There, there's one sequence where he literally goes from his uh, home watching TV to his office in real time, pretty much. <laughs> yeah. he, he gets in his car, he turns the ignition, he stops and gets gas. He stops and gets gas. And we stay, like you said, we stay on the sign. Yeah. Oh, gas is $4.38 exactly. a gallon. Exactly. <laughs> Let me think about that for 30 more seconds while I'm looking at that sign. I gotta say, when I did stare at that sign, I was like, wow, it's pretty expensive. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and know, that, by the way, not the only getting gas scene. No. no. That, I, is, no. that is just the first of three getting gas scenes. Because, Jason, clearly there's a moral that gas is bad, Wait right? a minute, what? Yeah. I never, I, I didn't glean that from the movie. Oh, guys, there's some really subtle morals going on in this movie. Some subtle messages. We'll, we'll get to some of those. Um, I would be remiss if I didn't mention that in the opening uh, the title sequence, it says supporting casts. Yes. Casts with an Thank S. You. Yeah, so as if there were multiple supporting yes. casts. <laughs> These are just a couple of them. Well, the director is Vietnamese and English is not his first language. So there, you have to give him a little, you know. I'll give him leeway, but hopefully there, there was, was a, a proofreader. Point where, no, no, no. That, there was that, a that, point where I wondered if English was anybody's first language in this movie. <laughs> I, I think that's the reason why they, they stay on signs like the Art and Pumpkin Festival for 30 minutes. Oh, yeah. So you can read it even if English is not your language at all. You can learn English at the time. <laughs> you can get a book <laughs> out. You can get a book. You can look at it, look yeah. it up. Oh, okay. Oh, 4.39 again. Oh. <laughs> uh, man, the, uh, <laughs> there's so much good stuff. I just want to give you guys a taste of oh. what the dialogue is like. Oh, uh, yes. Our main character, Rod, uh, goes uh, into a restaurant. And this is uh, oh. when he sees Natalie for the first time. Um, here we go. Sound drops out. Keep the camera Complete there. sound drop out. <laughs> Complete. Oh. This is not creepy at all. They, they walk like Sims. <laughs> I don't mean to bother you. What? I think I know you from somewhere. Really? Yeah, did you go to San Mateo High School? Yeah, how'd you know that? I went there too. I'm not a murderer. So are you from here? Not really. My mother lives up here, but I'm from San Francisco. What about you? San Jose. I remember you now. You were in my English class. I was. Yeah, I sat two seats behind you. You remember that far? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, what do you do? There's a tree here now. Uh, I'm a fashion model. And a beautiful one, too. Thanks. Well, um, it was nice talking to you. I should really get going. I've got an audition for a modeling job. So, it's good talking to you. Same here. I'm going to chase you again. Get ready. I want to chase you more. Okay, now, so, yeah. I have to say, I would be nervous if I were him because the only conceivable reason she would be interested in yeah. him is because she wants his kidney. And uh, <laughs> he's going to wake up in a bathtub full of ice cubes going, No! Because if this movie was not called Birdemic, you would think this is a movie about a crazy serial well, killer. Here's the thing. Who has, like, pinpointed a girl. The, first, the, the birds don't show up for 47 minutes. Okay? This 47 is for real. minutes! Half the movie. This is half for real. 
47 minutes of the movie are a, a autistic man's pursuit. <laughs> are an autistic well, man's pursuit of a beautiful woman for purposes, I believe, of murder. Well, James, well, James Wynn, uh, he fashions, he, he calls himself the master of the romantic thriller. So this is the romance part. <laughs> but although I think he might be uh, confusing romance with rapey. <laughs> it definitely has some rapey elements yeah. in it. Uh, uh, I, am, I, I have to say, though, uh, the character, uh, Natalie, is quite taken by the serial killer, though. He, she likes he, the vibe. She likes the vibe that he's giving up. Maybe that's the way to approach... This is like the anti-game. You know, just like stare longingly, <laughs> have awkward pauses, and maybe they're into you. Like, yeah. what, what has he got going on there? <laughs> I, think, uh, I, think, I think all beautiful women, women will fall for a man with, like, a vacant stone look on his face. <laughs> Who like is given to given to statements of just flat effect? Just like, like everything he says is just like I really think you look good. Yeah, <laughs> it, it was like it was like somebody put the movie in Google Translator. I was like, yep, yeah. good, we got it. That works. Yeah, that works. That, that I am makes a software sense. salesman. I'm a salesman because of my naturalistic delivery. Oh my god, and my comfort with people. That, Let's, that can we keep in contact? The monologue he gives about how he became a salesman is. <laughs> Like, if you're an actor in the world and you need to memorize monologues for auditions, <laughs> please do this in auditions. <laughs> it's next level bananas. <laughs> there. <laughs> yeah, I also like the little thing. She's like, oh, they, when they're out on their first date, she's like, what do you like? He's like, well, I like the 49ers. And I also like the Pittsburgh Steelers. It's like, like it's like it's like this long like list of Facebook likes. It's like he's covering his face. It, yeah, he's really know. giving you everything. It's not gonna not gonna skimp. I like pizza. I also like pepperoni pizza. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I like yogurt and fruit at the bottom yogurt. <laughs> Did you notice how much it? Both when he's he drives like a Mustang. He drives like a Mustang. Hybrid. Yeah, hybrid. No, it's a hybrid, which he explains later. Of <laughs> which you can still look cool and drive <laughs> of a hybrid. Course. Yeah. Message. But he both he both drives and walks so slowly <laughs> everywhere he goes in this movie that I genuinely was like. He got a piece of direction that was like, just don't move fast. So you can see him very manneredly walking slowly. Well, it alternates. It's like the whole uh, Ed Woods kind of like yeah, editing because yeah. he's like walking at a brisk pace and you catch him going a little slower. Then, then he's walking fast again. Like. Well, in that scene we just watched, he bolts out of the restaurant and then slowly creeps down the street. Uh, he's not, yeah, you don't know the intent of it. Uh, I, I have made up a story that he had incredible brain trauma, and that was part of the exciting uh, addition to it, that he recovered and now is a very uh, successful software salesman. By the way, I, lo I would love it if that became like part of the canon of this movie. Is my that, fan fiction, my birdemic fan fiction. He, he is a sufferer of a brain trauma. I, I have to, in case you didn't know this, do yeah. you know what the director's occupation was, where he got to uh, earn all the money to make this movie? I know, what was it? Software salesman. What? what? I would have never imagined it. it so was... did he catch a big fish and make a million dollars? I don't believe he did. Oh, but oh, the, the dialogue where he makes the big sale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love this. Is like he's on the phone with somebody and he says, "Okay, that's great, and we'll and uh, and I'll take it, take off fifty percent. Great, thanks a lot. Bye. I just made a million dollar sale. You just gave away a million dollars in the last ten seconds. Like you had the deal almost wrapped up. We'll just cut off a million bucks. All right. I I feel like he was on the phone with a crazy person who was like, "I got a million dollars. Can no. I have it? Yeah." <laughs> In a normal, in a normal movie, 
he would take the phone away from his ear and you would be you would hear like if you would like to make a call please hang up and try again like he's clear and they would be like hey you gotta you know clean up the shit in the bathroom and stop sitting at people's desks uh, there, there I, I found the whole scene very Glengarry Glen Ross that was <laughs> That dialogue between him and his buddy is just like generic business talk, business talk, business talk, making deals, I'm making deals. People, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like it's like it's kind of like if if you were in like if you were in Inception and then like suddenly the camera drifted off like the main characters and went to the background people. It's like this is what they're talking about. That that is like that's like it's like oh it's like peas and carrots peas and carrots rhubarb 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 but I mean this was... is juxtaposed this whole section of the movie is juxtaposed with Natalie who has gotten a Victoria's Secret cover job yes right but right now we're seeing her at one of her normal modeling jobs which takes place in a one hour photo yeah. <laughs> Now, obviously, there is some chemistry between those two characters in the first. No, I would say obviously there is not any. No, there's a lot, a lot of chemistry. Zero chemistry. A lot of chemistry. There is more chemistry between Natalie and the birds. (laughs) Well, let's see how he woos her for a date. Uh, Just another quick little scene here. So, how's your day? My day's going well. How's yours? Great. I made a big sale today. Good. Fantastic. Thanks. I uh, closed a big job offer today with Victoria's Secret. Wow, congratulations. I think you look great in those lingerie. Thanks. So, how about dinner to celebrate your success? Well, that was fast. I know a good Vietnamese restaurant. Sounds delicious. I'll see you then. For those of you at home, they're just, they've it's hung up going. and they're just sitting. I'm still I'm really surprised he didn't give directions. Well, first you turn left on Marymont, and then you turn right at the gas station. He's it like, is. I'm trying so hard to impersonate human emotion. <laughs> I, I am the birdemic. He I'm definitely it. not an alien from another planet. My, my first part of that scene was actually the favorite you, you cut out. Is that I, He calls. This is like ten minutes right. after the first oh, office yes. scene. Ten minutes afterwards. And she gets a call in the car. And she goes, hello. And, he, and she goes, hi, is this Natalie? Who's this? <laughs> oh, it's that, that rapey guy that you met ten minutes earlier. Like, oh, how unpleasant surprise. <laughs> I also liked, he goes... How about dinner? And she goes, that was fast. <laughs> well, what, else, what would be the next step? <laughs> like, a, a pre-dinner phone call? Hey, I would like to call you in a couple days to invite you to dinner. Well, then we'll go. Like, you know, it's like, you know she's oh, yeah. yeah. And it's a then Vietnamese says, restaurant, so it's James Wynn representing. Yes. Nice. <laughs> he, says, he says, I know a good Vietnamese restaurant. Oh, Vietnamese, yes. Yes. <laughs> Vietnamese. Yes. Vietnamese. I because I was like, what the fuck did this guy just say? Because <laughs> I know a good Vietnamese restaurant. It is close enough. Do we need to do it again? No, no, no we no, got, no, it. We're got it. Move on, move on. on. We got three more years to way, get it. And, and by the way, that was like 30 takes in just to get Vietnamese up <laughs> And then when they do get to the Vietnamese restaurant. Oh, in um, the day. Oh, the pan the across the wall. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. We slow pan 
across a, a bunch of like restaurant art, like a very not even that impressive piece of restaurant uh -huh. art. <laughs> but for a long time, you really get to look at this like full wall. It's, it's not just a pan; it's like it's a pan slow down, stop, and pan some more, and stop, and pan and stop. One Mississippi, two Mississippi, three Mississippi. Okay, there you go. <laughs> oh my God! So they, you know, they're hitting it off. Things are going good. Oh, but there's, um, there's, there's, um, there is one of my absolute favorites. Hi, oh, yeah. hi, Jill. Hey, how are you? Good to see you. Hi, gorgeous. Welcome. Um, Junior, so he's you've missed. It? You've missed. Uh, just to recap. Oh my God! So are the much. Birds out? No. No. We're not even near the we're, birds. Oh my yet. God! Are you kidding? <laughs> we're still within the forty-six minutes of the movie without. Birds. <laughs> we're at the uh, Vietnamese restaurant or the uh, Vietnamese. Vietnamese. We're about to be. My favorite thing is I became obsessed with. Now I'm obsessed with bad movies that have their main characters play sports with each other. <laughs> the it's it's like this. This movie has him and his buddy playing basketball. That in a way, I'm like, all I want is for them to meet up with Tommy Wiseau and the guys from the room <laughs> playing, playing football. You know, like, this basketball scene is as bad as that football scene. Well, what's really weird about the end of the scene, too, is that they're like, you know what, let's knock it off for a while. Like, let's just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. close-up shop. Then they start walking away and just stand in the shade. Yeah. <laughs> they, more than just the shade, they stand in the corner of the basketball. Well, it's like, you know, it's too hot because of global warming. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> And you gotta respect those trees because in the future, when you're playing basketball, there will be no Enjoy trees. Them that, yeah, you Enjoy won't have them that now. shade. Yeah. And his his friend is like that classic friend archetype. He's a real horn dog. Yeah, he's like, he's, he's like, beyond horn dog. He's like a date without sex is a date wasted, man. No, but it, yeah, they kind of. That guy is my favorite person in this movie. <laughs> I do, I do want to. I do want to say that we skipped over my favorite part, which was after the the dinner. They go dancing, but CGI oh, dancing. So the way, they that... clearly couldn't get a club. They just dropped the green screen down. Oh yeah. And just like put club stuff behind. They're the only ones in the whole club. Yeah, they're the only ones in the whole club. Just slowly dancing. They dance. Hey, <laughs> oh, that one. That's another hey, dance one. This is the CGI one. Which one are you talking about? This is after the, they go out to Vietnamese. No, this is the first dance scene. The first dance scene where it's only on CGI. Oh, They're not oh, even sorry. in a club. Head, it's sorry. an inexplicable oh. green screen dance sequence. Yes. Um, <laughs> the hardest thing to oh. shoot is a dance club, so sometimes you need to CGI. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that was the craziest stuff. I may be repeating something you've already covered, but have you talked about the size of the TV that's in his kitchen? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Nor, nor have we talked about the glacially paced newscasts that happen throughout this movie. And I love how the newscaster is in the lower right hand <laughs> corner. She looks like she's on her tiptoes, like, and, and so the polar bears are. As you can like, see. Like, the camera's almost knocking her head out of frame. That's how they always frame newscasters. Like, like, a, like a bug in the corner. <laughs> and it's such a generic newscast. She, she, like, she has a line where it's, it's something about the polar bears or the birds or whatever. Due to not finding enough food, such as seals. Such as Such seals! <laughs> Just in case you didn't know what kind of food. 
Oh. These are the people that are giving our characters the news. And then she stares at the camera for three seconds, as the newscasters are wont to do. Yeah. yeah. Just stare. And then just and then so deliver the news and look vacantly into camera for <laughs> an impossible amount of time. They, that's why CNN is number one right oh, there. Yes, that kind yes. of news oh man, we oh my god, Jerry from Solar Power Accessories. Oh Solar so, Power Accessories. Scene. Getting an estimate for a solar panel on your roof. You'd think the so that he'd sort of, because of the birdemic, would come to the realization that, you know, solar energy is really important, he's going to turn green, but the way that it's set up in this movie, he's already decided that. Oh, yeah. Well, the arc was just very quick. Very, very quick. <laughs> yeah. You know, he saw the newscast and he was like, oh, I get it, all right. Done. Good old yeah, oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm are you saying, wait, are you, I, I didn't put this together. You're saying that that newscast made him get the solar panel? Yes. Yes. No. Yes. No, we, no, wait, no wait. I would like that. I like that. It's because he's already driving a hybrid car. He already has green fever. Okay. I think. Well, he also starts a green company the day after he gets a million, uh, million dollars, and so that sells for $10 million. The, he starts a green company after, doesn't he start it after the company is bought by, by, the, uh, by the other company for a billion dollars? Yes. Right. And he gets a billion dollars even, by the way, yes, which is nice. For a company that appears to have 15 people. Now, I, I wonder if they, when they made the billion dollar deal to the last minute, they went, okay, 50% off. Like, no, no, no. Well, I also like how he delivered, I like how he delivered a billion dollars. He goes, this company, is gonna, we're going to buy this company for a billion dollars. Like he and really then, takes a nice head tilt into it. Then there is a solid minute and a half of clap. Whoa. Easily. Easily. This is totally real. You'll see it uh, at home. You'll hear it. Here we go. Prepare to have your minds blown. <laughs> all right. I'm assuming this is all the employees. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me give a warm welcome for our CEO, Bill Stone. Ladies and gentlemen, I have some great news. Our board of directors has agreed to the acquisition of NCT Software by Oracle Corporation for a billion dollars. You guys have worked hard. Wait, wait, there's more clapping. Stock option. Congratulations. There must be no more clapping. Never stop clapping. I do want to point out something. This is something that no one at home will be able to see, but it's so worth it here. Look at this. There are just power strips on the table. <laughs> Empty power strips. There are literally two empty power strips pointing at each other on a table. This is a billion dollar company. <laughs> This is the shit that's worth a billion dollars. That's what sold it. That's I amazing. God, I've never seen that. Yeah. I wasn't going to steal the deal, but then I saw the power strip. Yeah. Yeah. These Those companies guys have a need for power. At any point, you can plug in at this company. Yeah. They, oh, man. Um, 
the awkward sex scene uh, between the wait, which one? The, well, between the creepy, not the sexed up friend, okay, and yeah. his girlfriend, which starts off with the worst poster on the wall. Imagine peace, right. which Dot is com. something Dot she's com. involved with because she has T-shirts she wears. Everything is imagined. subtle message that, that again. That's the website. It actually is. No, it is. Really? It, it is. Yes. I checked. Yes. What is happening? What? And, and I guess I guess she's supposed to be some kind of doppelganger for Yoko Ono, obviously. Well, her and name the is friend her name John is Lennon, And Todd is supposed to be Paul McCartney, and that, the whole the whole analogy goes deep. It's, it's very deep. Deep analogy. It's very What's deep. What's amazing is I believe her name is is her name Mai, which is the name of Paul, John Lennon's uh, Lost Weekend lover, oh, right? Okay. My pain? Here's a bigger question. Guys, why, was she wearing, <laughs> why was she wearing a bathing suit? And why this was he fully answer, clothed? Because it was fucking awesome. <laughs> well, I love that, like, um, uh, that Natalie calls her. She answers the phone and she goes, oh, are you busy? And she goes, what does it sound like? <laughs> like you're talking to me on the phone? <laughs> like there was like... Unless she was able to hear what was going on in the room before the phone call which went was, on. Which was actually just some kissing. Yeah. It was, you know? What does it sound like? Yeah, nothing out of the ordinary. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, that sex scene was pretty hot, right? That sex scene was bonkers. I hardly noticed that Tippi Hedren was in that scene. Oh, let's talk about this. The third build person in the movie... Third build. ...is Tippi Hedren. <laughs> She's on the TV set... In the background during the sex scene. That's it. That's it. Third build in the cre- in the end credits, and Tippi Hedren. She's on the TV. She's not even in the movie. Was mo- she a part of supporting casts? <laughs> She's above supporting cast. She maybe be an above the title player of Birdemic Shock and Terror. And you don't even focus on her in that scene. It's not even, no, no, like, no. really focused. And the, the reason they had that footage is because she was in uh, the director's first movie. Yes, which uh, uh, was, like, a romantic... Another romantic... Romantic, romantic, maybe. <laughs> there was no thriller element. No, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but the yeah. second movie, did you hear about this? What was it called? Um, Replica. Yes. Which is a total Vertigo ripoff. He's, like, going through his career ripping off Hitchcock. He said he only watched Hitchcock's movie, Hitchcock movies and Vertigo and the Birds are his two favorites. He's like a cross between Gus Van Sant and Ed Wood. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I want to see that Vertigo movie. We could do that on the show. Let's just wrap this up right now and I'll go Get watch out of it here. together. <laughs> um, all right, so uh, they, they go out on a double date. They see Inconvenient Truth. Oh, we, oh my God. <laughs> Holy shit, that was crazy. Oh. And the, the, the sexed up buddy has a real, like, epiphany. He's, oh. like, he's like, he really gets into mm-hmm. it. Check him out a little longer. Yeah. More than Wait. a newscast for him. What did, I, 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 thought I, I thought I wrote it down for what he said, but, uh, oh, yeah. He goes, I, I gotta get back to work. And they go, it's so late, you got work? He goes, sensual work. <laughs> nice. They really do. Yeah. And I'm, again, sorry, I'm sorry to get back to the bathing suit. But <laughs> do you think it was that they didn't have lingerie that matched, but they had a, she happened to have a bathing suit with her? Or do you think the actress felt like, I know I look really good in this orange bathing suit? Was well, that a bathing suit or just really opaque underwear? I couldn't tell. It was definitely, definitely a bathing, bathing suit. It was a bathing suit because it had like the hooks suit. around yes. the waist. It Absolutely was, yeah. I think that was a choice. Was, that made total sense for me. I, was, I think they told I was that actress. Into that bathing suit. I think they told that actress bring some lingerie, and the actress was like, I don't have any. I'm just gonna bring my bathing suit. That's what I think. I feel like they said you're gonna do a naked scene, and she was, and she was like, No fucking way. I'm wearing my bathing suit. <laughs> I absolutely bet that's it. 
That's it is orange colored, so maybe they were trying to get away with flesh colored there and, and try to. This is know. this is where I wrote thirty minutes yeah. in and still no bird attacks. Please, someone get attacked by a bird. Instead of getting attacked by a bird, they go to a parade. How, how happy was the director? Oh, it's the Art and Pumpkin Parade. We'll spend eight minutes of the movie here. It's like bad home movie footage. You see an apathetic vampire tossing candy to kids off a float. Tractor. Off a tractor. tractor. Of a tractor. This is real. This is real. This there all is, happens. There is stuff in this movie that I feel like somebody was like, ugh. I shot my movie and it's 40 minutes short. I think it was like I, sh- I think it was like I shot my movie and it's 15 minutes. I need to fill the rest. That's rep- what I mean. Yeah. It's 40 minutes short. Like I need 40 extra minutes. Somebody's like, well, there's a parade going on. Just go shoot. Oh, good. It's a good idea. Why not just show people driving every place they go? Wicked slow. It's like Lars von Trier without the art. Yeah. <laughs> it's a dogma movie. It's a real dogma movie. And then there's, then the, this is at the point where there is the second piece where he, he sells his revolutionary green tech company, mm-hmm. where he gets funding rather. He starts that, that company. Which, which is, happens the day after he gets his million dollars. Yes, yes. <laughs> this dude's life is happening so fast. And then he goes on another date with Natalie and he goes, I was so lonely until now. <laughs> Well, that's it. Well, by the way, too, the number of people are telling Natalie that she needs a backup plan to her modeling career. Like, at some point, it's very rude. Yeah. She's a beautiful she's woman. She's doing great. Yeah. Nobody she's trusts. a Victoria's Secret cover model. She's amazing. Yeah. Have she's got into the whole thing with her and her mom. Oh, yeah. We have talked. She goes, My mom is not supportive, but every time you see the mom, the mom's pretty supportive for the first three quarters of the scene and at the end she starts well, to take her down. Look, she she, she, she uh, says to her mom like, Mom, I think I might have a guy that's interested in me. Her mom says, you're kidding. Like, oh yes, how unusual that a hot woman would have a, a guy that was interested in her. And I also love that the mom is like, you need to get into a solid career like real estate. <laughs> you know, something that the bottom will never drop no. out on. You'll always be making millions yes. in real estate. <laughs> It's minute 44. There's still no bird attacks. And this is a little... I'm going to play this scene. We'll watch it and... Uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll... I think this is audience participation time, actually. Yeah. Last week, the company NCT Software that I work for was bought for a billion dollars by Oracle Corporation. And this week, my startup company that I founded, Mass Solar, got funded $10 million by Evergreen Capital. Congratulations. Thanks. This looks like it's not a mini mall, it's a show at that they need to be For another minute and 50 seconds. Oh, I love the white man it's so good, and I feel like this whole movie is favors being repaid to everybody. It's like, I, I'm making a movie, you'll be in it and you'll sing. I, I think the movie was built around this song, frankly. <laughs> I, got a, I got a killer song if I only had a movie to wrap around it. And, and the, the lyrics in there, too, are like fixing their favorite dish, hanging out with grandma. Like, what kind of fun party song is that? <laughs> 
Yeah, we're gonna go eat like with my grandma. <laughs> they uh, are table. <laughs> they are also the only people in this restaurant slash dance club. Yes. They are. There's a man singing on stage, and there are our main two characters. There's not another person in the in the environment. Yeah, oh they're, my God. they're like, I'm just looking now, they're sandwiched between two tables and there are like drink special cards out and ketchups and this is just the most unsexy spot. <laughs> it's about to get unsexier <laughs> because they're about to have a sex scene. Finally, Rod and Natalie consummate oh, their love. shit, yeah. Um, okay, because we're missing a scene though where they decide where to go because... Correct me if I'm wrong. Wait. They don't go to her apartment. No, right, they go to a hotel. He lives in a beautiful home. house. Yes. I tell you, this guy is ready to kill her. <laughs> they go. If the birds didn't attack, she would have been in that bathtub with yes. all the ice. Yes. This <laughs> Welcome to the wonderful out. world this of AIDS. The whole section freaked me out. From the motel sex scene to the wet, wet kissing <laughs> to the birds. Uh, this, see, this part really scared me, actually. I was pretty <laughs> upset. I was pretty... I was pretty upset, you guys. Well, first um, of all, when she's changing into her lingerie, and she does actually wear lingerie, and, that's, and she looks great, she comes out, he's been watching television? I assume so. Which is disturbing. And he, she comes in. And he's, he's watching television. No, he's not watching it on the bed. He's standing in the corner of the room <laughs> watching television in a, in a black wife beater tee. <laughs> Like and just waiting for her. Nobody, nobody moves to turn the TV off. No, oh, that no. TV's just on. And the TV is, I don't know, like a quarter of the screen. Like you're see the TV and its imagery yeah. is a prominent part of the shot. Yeah, it the makes proportions of televisions in this movie are, play a large role. Again, that's a message. <laughs> why don't I need to big. know why this couple doesn't believe in tongue kissing? Uh, they only so believe upsetting. in this kind of kissing. Okay. I'm going to say that is a choice of the actresses, and I applaud them both <laughs> for not getting naked and not tongue-kissing those two dudes. I agree. <laughs> By the way, I agree. Strong-willed women. That's what that, We applaud that there. Oh, 46 minutes without a well, bird well, attack. Okay, so when they wake up... So they have an uncomfortable sex scene. They wake up the next morning to a bird. She sees birds. Oh, no, oh, wait, wait, wait. They had sex. Well, we don't because well, when they the wake up in the morning, of their feet says they've had well, sex. We got to talk about the big bird reveal. I mean, they have the sex scene, right. and then we go through like forty minutes of B-roll. Like, oh, here's a nice shot of the ocean. Yes. yes. Here's a uh, English pub, and here's some horses, and it goes on forever. Then it fades out, and then fade up to bird apocalypse. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. And what is happening when it the birds really crash down? It's that it's that stark because they're showing just buildings. It's just building. You're falling asleep, or you're like being lulled into this calm thing, and then all of a sudden, like, ah! Ah! <laughs> um, well, I have that scene, so uh, ah, here we go. Uh, here we go. Oh boy. Uh oh. Yeah. This is it. Why do birds explode? Why are the birds exploding? Birds not only explode, but they dive bomb and bomb. They and they make. Ass- they make the sound of a falling airplane from World War II. They're like the Red Baron. Look at that. Look at that. Boom. Boom. Blows up the Boom. Just explodes. Yeah. There we go. That is, that is bird apocalypse. Oh. I, bird I, apocalypse. I cannot get over the hovering birds. It's like, it's like a, a screensaver. 
Like, yeah, they need to it's like a flying screensaver. It's like a those flying toasters those from a commercial right, 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 right. the computer first came out. But yeah, so that is now let's talk about these birds. When they do come, I don't understand. Yes, they they sound like a dog squeaky toy. Like eh, eh, eh. They, they sometimes can secrete acid. They sometimes sacrifice themselves to a gigantic explosion. They are kamikazes. They are like suicide bomber bird. But then yeah. sometimes they'll just land and rip out your eyeballs too, yeah. right? I mean, yes. so they, they're a multifaceted bird. They're which, not one to kill. Which is explained by the fact that they have the bird flu. Right. Right? Oh, of course, yeah. Because the bird flu makes birds spontaneously <laughs> combust, flammable. But they, uh, they keep they, asking, like, what's going on here with the birds? And the answer is always, because of global warming, <laughs> maybe. Yes. Definitely. Could be. Oh. I can't I, commit to that, but... but I also like when they're trying to escape. They, the reason why they can't get out of the place is Rod's like, ugh, the battery's dead in my phone. And he's like, ugh, I can't find my keys. Like the two worst idea. Like it's like, oh, the two, like, really? Those are your, like, obstacles that you can't, you lost your keys and you didn't charge your phone after your hot fuck session? Uh, um, So they, you know, obviously they get attacked by these birds. Now they have to escape and they escape with an even, an even crazier couple, yeah. which there's no reason to switch couples in no this movie. No reason at all. None. Not really. Like, and those two guys are couple. very similar. And they're fairly yeah. interchangeable, yeah. Yes. except that this guy has automatic weapons. A lot of them. But he before has... he has an M16s, he has the coat hanger. Yes, like, of course. Let's, let's, <laughs> it's the best coat hanger fight scene since Mommy Dearest, I gotta tell you. <laughs> it's great. It's awesome. And then afterwards, like, oh, you had M16s? Oh, why didn't you tell us? We had the coat hangers. But that's the thing is, like, they appear to be able to move almost effortlessly amongst the birds. Yes. If coat hangers are doable. And then just get to him. It's like a shitty minivan full of weapons. Right. Like, Again, this man was there to kill his girlfriend, too. Yeah. This is where the crazy we people take was. their girls to kill them. This is Murder Island. Yeah. Uh, what I love is you can tell that the actors didn't know how crappy the special effects were going to be. They were, like, committed, like, ah! Yeah. Ah! With, with a coat hanger, yeah. you know? They thought they were in a Michael Bay movie. Like... Yeah. One of my favorite things is... They didn't is... realize that the birds were two-dimensional. <laughs> One of my favorite things in this movie is clearly they're stealing shots in and amongst just normal life. So, like, there's scenes where the guys are running around shooting birds with giant weapons and traffic, normal traffic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. Normal meandering traffic is just oh, driving yeah. behind them and they're you like, hear in the and yeah. it's just do, 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 like, there's no, miles an hour. no hint that there is, like, any sort of pandemonium or anything at all. You just hear in the background, there's like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> It's like, and it's clear that they are able to, in a densely populated area, shoot automatic weapons any place. Yep. There's a point where there's like they're standing there. There's some birds, and behind the birds is just homes, and they're just like, <laughs> well, also, shoot, or just shooting homes. I mean, Natalie later on in the movie takes a, a gun and aims directly at yes. a bird that's attacking her friend, and like. There's no, there's no room for error in that shot, uh, and, and, and and has no problems. Like bam, got it. Like, and then and then sometimes they're like trick shots, like they're just getting these birds like with the machine yeah. gun, like one falls from the sky. Other times they're shooting at a flock of them, and none of them are affected <laughs> at all. So it is random when the bullets work and when they don't work. It's like very gilliam animation when the birds die. Yeah. Like, boom. <laughs> How about and this? Sometimes they have acid in them too, yeah. and they yes. fall down. How about this, guys? If you're being attacked by birds, 
roll your fucking windows up. How about that? Why? Roll the fucking windows this? up. Go this? inside. Stay inside. Stay inside, Stay dum inside. dum. Don't shit outside. Well, wait. Don't shit outside unless you want to die. Yeah. Don't cook outside. Don't eat outside. Can we just talk about the eating? They're hungry because they've been fighting, and they go. They get food from a convenience store. And they go on a picnic. On a picnic. Okay, I want to. This is what I want to talk about. The first half of the first forty-six minutes of this movie takes place inside without a bird epidemic. The second half of the movie, when the bird epidemic happens, they never go inside another building. Except, except to get snacks except to eat outside. To, yes, except to get snacks to have a picnic with children who are having the best time, even though the their parents were murdered hours before. A girl was afraid to get out from underneath the car. They had to literally drag her out of the car, and then two seconds later, she's playing a PSP. They still can't. They get. They give these kids way too much candy. Oh yeah, yeah they're not good. Are they're not good like parents. Every hour. They're not good parents. They are terrible surrogate parents. <laughs> oh, also, oh. did you notice when they're in the convenience store, Natalie is shopping for champagne. Uh, after after they get the sandwiches, there is a cutback, and they're in the wine aisle. And well, let's celebrate. Yeah, well, yeah. If you're going down, go down with a nice glass of uh, Pinot Grigio. Oh, I actually, I I confess, I actually watched the director's commentary on this movie. Oh my God, what do you have to learn? And and that that scene where the the the, uh, uh, clerk's eyes are are pecked out. Yes. The director saying, "Well, the uh, the shopkeeper's eyes being pecked out. That's my homage to uh, Alfred Hitchcock's The Birds." (laughs) Oh, like the rest of the movie. All right. Um, <laughs> along the way on their adventure, they run into a weird forest guy and oh my a doctor. God. And a scientist, yeah. yeah. The Dr. Jones. Oh, did the old man. Like, There's an old man on the bridge. He must be in his 40s. Look yeah. at that. <laughs> yeah, not old at all. And he's like, get out of here. Get out of here. Yeah, these birds are contagious. And then they walk closer. <laughs> I thought I told you. They're just like, boop, 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 Well, we want to see what's going on. Go, go. Well, you can you come over to our picnic table and talk to us? All right. And he goes over. And he gives the most insane lecture to them about the bird flu, and it's caused by global warming. And he's like, I can't say for sure, but science tells me for sure that this is what it is. Yeah. He is, he has the, he has the verbiage of a person that you might run into when you leave the drawing room late at night. Like, you know, like the bar late at night, and you're like, he's out there, he's like, oh, birds! are full of flu. It's bad, and I know, and I have proof, and they're coming for us. Beware. I think this movie does more to discredit global warning than anything else, because he does this whole nice uh, speech about global warning. He says, there's also proof that birds pecked out cavemen's eyes. Yeah! Okay. He's an insane what? man. And they went back in for the kill later. <laughs> I, um, Why have a picnic outside? Literally on the beach where the seagulls are. Like, I just wrote down picnic and I circled it so big. A picnic? <laughs> I, wrote, I wrote, why are they eating outside and put a hundred exclamation points and question marks. Um, you, uh, you think they couldn't... I mean, really, why were they outside? Eat the and time? shit just, in the car. This Drive away. Time, Drive yeah, away from where you're time. going. Drive to a home. Go inside of it. You have homes, you're in the same town, but they are exclusively going to the coast. Because it's like, even if you thought, well, we're definitely not going to make it through this birdemic, I would rather have a dignified death in a home, like a human being. Well, well, there you go. Well, that's your first mistake. (laughs) 
These are not human beings. Uh. <laughs> also, somewhere they are all the, robots. Somewhere <laughs> during the birdemic, they start calling the birds eagles. Or yeah. eagles and vultures, I guess. Yeah, yeah eagles and vultures eagles are and the vultures. birdemic. Yeah. It is called birdemic, but it's eagles and vultures are the birds that they're referring to. That's the demic. <laughs> I think that's called uh, birds a bad name, though, yeah, frankly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it's too much. I loved when they're, they're sitting there, it's like, it's after the picnic, and they're still with the couple who's not the couple from the beginning. It's the new couple with the machine guns. Right. And he's like, well, where's your girlfriend or whatever? And he goes, she's taking a shit. <laughs> She's taking a shit. And that was a deleted scene on the like, DVD. Really crass. Really crass. And then cut two. She's like a, a roll of toilet paper and a gun. And she's shitting outdoors. And guess what? She fucking dies. And then, she fucking dies. That's what you get for shitting outside. And then he goes, he goes, oh, they killed Becky. And then the other guy, the, the robot guy goes, Sorry. <laughs> uh, here is the taking the shit scene just so you can hear him say he's taking a shit where's Becky she's taking a shit <laughs> pretty good at shitting how come you're still on the marines I just got tired of all the fucking killing I read oh this is amazing oh, oh, is amazing. oh, wait, oh wait, wait. okay why can't we just get peace chains what <laughs> what <laughs> Just give peace a chance? Yeah, it, it, it became an anti-war movie after all this global war. It's, it's sort of like a guy carrying a legalized pot sign at an Obama rally. You know, like, keep your messages concise, you know. There's so many messages going on here. Uh, but this is also like you feel like this is a chance for them to really have this acting scene about his time in the military. Oh, yeah. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Uh, uh, and, and she fucking, Becky, gets her fucking shit killed by that bird. Yeah, she does. Oh my god. I wrote, shit endures, you fucking dummy. <laughs> uh, then they try to rescue people on a bus. And they're and in this, the people are safe, right? They are. Yeah. And they try we to get don't them want to leave. No, yeah. we're going to get you off the bus. They right. forcibly yeah. pull them out of their safe zone. Yeah. yeah. It's like, no, we're good. These people get have survived. We're going to have a picnic. Come on. <laughs> and all of these people are killed. In my understanding, the, by the the acid, the acid secreted from the birds, which I've previously never seen in the movie. No. So I was like, did these birds just piss on them? <laughs> like, what the fuck is happening? Like, they are they're all like, oh no, and then like a massive amount of liquid hits them. It's kind of like <laughs> it's kind of like uh, you can't do that on television. Yeah. Someone said, I don't know. Yeah. It's like, plow. It's like covered. some sort of like way, birdemic bukkake shot that just fucking. <laughs> Kills everyone. Google it, guys. By the way, all those tourists that were killed on the bus were all a part of the same family, the Osbournes. What? They're all, I watched the end credits, oh, yes. and it said, did you see yeah, that at the very oh, end? Yeah. That it was like, Mary Osborne, Karen Osborne, Doug Osborne. Those were all just one family. <laughs> that's probably, that's the probably their, their holiday probably, photo. Yeah, they know. probably own that bus. Oh, I bet uh, you they own that there bus. <laughs> Oh my God! And they got. They probably do. Wow! wow oh, wow. have we gotten to a hundred dollars for a gas of, uh, for a gallon of gas? Is that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, there's shit in this movie that is fucking straight bonkers. <laughs> there. So it's like another gas. It's another gas station where he's trying to get gas, and the guy's like, "It's a hundred dollars a gallon, but we don't have any left." <laughs> and then our guy, in typical robot fashion, unfazed by everything, goes, "But that's a ripoff." <laughs> And then he goes, 
all right, I'll buy it. Yeah. And he immediately gets it. This guy's always, he's not the he's not a master of the hard sell. I mean, it was like yeah. he's like. All right, charge me. Then he got How a lot of gas. Off of the last minute. No, okay. Yeah. Then he got a lot of gas and left it behind on the street. Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, by the way, hey, dumb dumb. take I your want... stupid gas. I, I, I don't mean to. I don't mean to nitpick. I don't mean to nitpick. But he bought it on a charge card, yeah. which means that this convenience store guy is like, well, when that co- when that clears, I'll be rich. Not like I'm gonna die today on any cash money. Like he's totally fine with. And apparently the. Apparently, check, I'll take it. I'll... Apparently, the bird demic has not stopped any of the computer systems from working. No, yeah, everything's, everything's still up fine. And running. Well, that's my problem. It's like, oh, the reason why he can't call someone is that his phone battery is dead. Now that the phone lines are down, considering that town is destroyed like a World War II, like it looks like you know, like the Blitzkrieg. Yes, happened. yes. Man, it is me. like Beirut. Um, I, obviously, we we have a you know we have a very strong opinion about it, and I wasn't able to find many people that had a different opinion than, than us. But uh, now it is time for a second opinion. These are reviews on Amazon that kind of look at the movie slightly differently. Uh, five star review from Brian Strait. On a pure movie making standpoint, this movie achieves negative stars. So many negative stars, it has to. But this movie is so terrible, it makes every movie ever made a five-star movie. <laughs> the Room through Plan 9 up to Inception and through Citizen Kane and Casablanca. Every one of them, now a five-star movie. <laughs> uh, and then Sarand writes, Words alone won't do Birdemic justice. This isn't a movie, it's an experience. Like having your brain fried on LSD, spritzed with lemon juice, and tossed into the Grand Canyon. <laughs> Which I think is probably the best way to describe this movie. Which, I believe, is the plot summary for Birdemic 2. <laughs> um, why are the woods on fire? Can anybody, does anybody know why the woods were on fire? I think the exp- bird I explosion. Why do they even go into the woods? They, they, uh, they've clearly got a whole case of bottled water yep. at the convenience yeah. store. The kids pick up some more. They, get, they kind of gone through it that quickly. Like, oh, let's find some fresh water in a yep. stream somewhere. It's why? irrelevant. Why? That, I wanted to know why they did that. And then after that, they meet the hippie guy in the woods. Then they leave and they go fishing. They get fish. Well, because they get hungry. fishing poles These to go fishing. These people are so he, fucking hungry. He instantly is like, I caught a fish. <laughs> I just feel like all they're doing is eating. These, I know, people, they are, eat, these people have an eating disorder, really. I, I need <laughs> to they're know. They're eating exactly. once every 45 minutes. They need a full meal. I feel like I don't understand the timeline of the movie because it appears to take day. place in one day. But I believe if I heard it if from the director, he would be like, it's one month. <laughs> you know, like, I don't know what is... Time is irrelevant in this oh, movie. Yeah. It well, is a foreign concept. Obviously, one of the big things in the movie is the bird squawk, the... The, the squeaky dog toy thing. And I want to give a chance for you guys to participate here. Uh, and I want to go up to you. Do you think you have a great bird squawk? Can you the house lights? You guys will judge which has the best bird squawk here. Guy from Australia, get that bird squawk ready. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Pretty good. Pretty, good. pretty good. Wow. Pretty damn good. Raise your hand. Where you? Raise your hand if you got a bird squawk. I'm coming around here. One more. Get Australia guy, you better knock it out of the park. We want to hear the Australian bird squawk. Who has one? Anyone? Bird squawk? Bird squawk? You have a bird squawk. Yeah! Yeah! <laughs> wait a, so wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, you wait, did the for real? <laughs> for real? Your bird squawk is a bird screaming, yeah, yeah? Oddly better than the sound effect used in the movie. 
I would love it if all the birds were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Kick ass, kick ass. Doing it. Where's my Australian guy? It's happening, guy? bro. Right. All right, Australian guy, show me what you got. Represent Australia. Is this called a kookaburra? All right, now. Get rid of that guy. Get... When that movie gets dubbed to Australian, you'll go, you'll get that. that... It's too complex, too complex. All right, that was very good. That was a little audience participation. Anybody, any final thoughts before we bring up our special guest? I still um, have no idea why the birds leave at the end. Nope. They go fishing, they catch fish, they're on the coast, the birds come, and then they turn around and leave. Oh, there they go. Yeah, it seems like I the think birds. They've kind of, made their point. Yeah, <laughs> that's Have exactly they? what I feel like. I feel like the birds are just kind of like, get us. Yes. Cool. Yeah. They're like, you I got really, that? Is that it? You got the it. The birds are just like, you know what? You know what? We've killed everybody else. Yes. Uh, you guys are pretty cool. <laughs> so we're gonna leave you guys. I see the hybrid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This worked, right. bro. Cool. You guys get it. You're hip to solar energy. <laughs> And, but I don't feel like they were, I mean, yeah, they just, they fly away, but I don't feel like they, I feel like it was a communal choice to stop attack, like, just to stop attacking, not even yeah. just direct at them. It was like, yeah, that was a good day. Yeah. Cool. Was, yeah. You know what I loved? There, one thing that was pretty impressive was the, the, the kills were kept heightening. You know, mm -hmm. like, you've got dive-bombing birds that explode when... Um, when our guys have their gas and a, and a cowboy sticks the, like is like holds them at gunpoint to steal their gas, a bird, a bird slices his throat with its wing. That was amazing. Ninja. Ninja. A bird is like shing. Yeah. When birds get bird flu, their their feathers become like steel blades. That was pretty awesome. Well, I'm I'm sure that a lot of our questions can be answered by our, our special guest that we have tonight. This person, you've seen her in the clips here. I think that she actually does an amazing job with the dialogue that she has given. Yes, Comes yes. off the most naturalistic out of anyone in the movie. Sure. Uh, please welcome Natalie Whitney Moore. Come on up. Have a seat. Have a seat. Thank you so much for being here and talking with us. How's it going? <laughs> awesome. Have we captured the tenor of this movie? You guys have reminded me of so many things that just went down. Just so much. How long? For, my first question is, how long was it from start to finish the shooting of this movie? Seven months. Seven months. Whoa. Seven full months? <laughs> Because, like, that's, like, an absurd amount of time. It was mostly, like, four days at a time for okay. seven months. And then would you, would you, in fact, shoot real time for four days? <laughs> yes. And just, like, you guys were, like, Blue Valentine just living in the movie? <laughs> you think, it, yeah. I, I, would, I would believe that. What, what, I mean, I have so many questions. I'm sure we all do. But talk to us a little bit about the whole process. Like, how did you find out about this movie? Was there an audition? Anything that, like from that? <laughs> well, I had just turned 18. Okay. And I was very excited to like be in a movie and like start acting on film and all that good stuff. And I got um, an email from a casting website saying, would you like to come and audition for this feature for the lead? And I said, yes, sir, I would. And I auditioned in um, the parking lot of a high school. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Red flag 
flag number one. They, so you, your real life is paralleled in the movie. So like, like mm-hmm. that, is, that might as well be a modeling shoot in a one-hour photo. <laughs> Just come meet me in this high school parking lot and we'll audition. <laughs> So you audition, and then when you look at the sides, are you or the, the when you did you read were the script? Sides? Yeah, were there sides? The sides were from Replica, his his last movie, which oh, I okay. found out later. Um, he called me about an hour later, said you got the part, and I said movie star. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> I, uh, uh, no, the scene that you were auditioning with, so it wasn't like set in a parking lot. This wasn't like a screen test. (laughs) Where was it set? It was was set in a bar. It was like, hey, I'm a girl. And did he say anything? Like, I'm sorry, this is weird. I know we're in a parking lot. No. No. (laughs) And so you get the part, and now when when do you start to realize that things may not be on the up and up? You know, people have asked me that question a lot, and I think the the actual first red flag that came up was when he didn't give any of us the whole script. It's um, yeah. a son. <laughs> kind of like Woody Allen. Very Woody Allen. Couple pages. Yeah. Oh. Um, you know, but by then we had committed. Yeah. And, and now <laughs> you're doing it, uh, did you do it in sequence or did you do it out of sequence? Like, We were supposed to film the love scene first. Oh, yeah. Instead, what we did was uh, the Vietnamese restaurant scene. I believe it's pronounced Vietnamese. Vietnamese. (laughs) I mean, listen, I know you're in the movie, but like, it's Vietnamese. (laughs) And and is he, another director, was he, like, how was his directing technique? That, that pretty much says it. I mean... Does he give anything? It was, it was really... It was a strange experience because there was, no, there was no crew. There was no anything. It was just him and Alan who played Rod and myself. So oftentimes... There's no crew? Like, wait, wait. There's no crew? I know, right? Wait, Weird. were, there, were there cameras? Awesome. <laughs> You're like, we shot That's for a month without cameras. <laughs> any microphones or there's no boom operator or anything like that. At, at one point, and this is the story I like to tell, is that I held the boom between my legs as we did a talking scene because <laughs> you sort of been, like, yeah, oh my God. about how everything oh. was going down. That's wow. usually, no offense, that's usually a union job. So <laughs> you're, you're taking a job away from a union sound man. We brought you here to find you. How dare you? <laughs> how dare you? But what I'd love to know is, did, did he ever let you uh, improv, or did you have to stick to the script? Uh, no, he was really actually very insistent that we stuck to his, his unique style of... When you've got gold like that, why would you want to... <laughs> do it? Were there, were there any lines that you remember being particularly difficult to do? I think the, uh, the scene with, with Natalie's mom... It was hard to get through. <laughs> oh yes, we didn't talk about to that. Forget her lines she forgets her lines. She forgets her lines. They use it. Yeah, they use yeah. it. Oh, that's fine. It's good. <laughs> yeah, she corrects herself. She's like, "Did you remember? Wait, did you remember <laughs> too?" And it's all in there. <laughs> oh, the other one. Uh, you're, you're walking with the beach uh, on the beach uh, with, with Rod, and it's like jump cutting in the same shot, which means obviously they're using different takes. Was there not like one take? The scene where you can't hear anything. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, that was that was like the second weekend we filmed. We started at seven, ended at four to get that scene. Wow, wow wait, one scene all that time? <laughs> wow. Well there were sound pro- 
problems. Yeah, sound problems. Oh there were sound. You're telling me there were sound problems in this movie? What? You can't tell. I, you cannot tell. That is news to me. <laughs> Do you know anything about that orange bathing suit? I don't know anything about that scene. The only thing I, I can confirm is the imagined piece uh, that being in there was was something that was aligned with James's vision of of being a you know an environmentally aware movie. But he did buy the underwear and pick it out. So he bought the bathing suit. He bought the bathing suit. You guys. Yes. Oh wow! He All bought right. The bathing yeah. suits. Was he there? The okay, I have a question. <laughs> was there? What were you guys instructed to do when you were fighting the birds? What was that like as a day's work? The, the coat hanger thing was something that happened, I'm sure you can imagine, out of nowhere, because originally he was supposed to take um, part of the closet off. And like, it turns out you can't do that at Motel 6. Right, right. You can't, take you can't rip a bar out of the closet. So he stole a bunch of coat hangers instead. Now, was that, do you think, do you think that was a, um, do you think that was a He subtle... improvised the piece of movie history, really. Yes. Well, see, I understood it to be a pretty subtle abortion message. Oh. Another message. We gotta get in there and abort these birds. <laughs> messages, messages all over this movie. Um, so, Whitney, did you go to Sundance with the movie? I did not. James was the one, I think you mentioned, that did. In the van that was in the movie, that was his van. Oh, okay. That, um, that was the one that got sprayed with blood and feathers that he drove all up and down the strip, and if he had not done that... I would have never met Weird Al, so. <laughs> but I mean, now that's. I feel like. I feel like. Uh, I mean, it's been amazing. The movie has taken on this like cult-like status, and I have to say, we were talking about this backstage. Like, you, I think you come off the best out of it. Oh yeah, by far, by far. Oh, go on. You, you, and Bird Two. Yeah. <laughs> it's totally like you were edited in from a much better movie. Yeah. yeah. But you have to feel a certain amount of pride to be like, I was in one, like, if, the, the, like there's a lot of bad movies, but you were in quite possibly the worst movie. I mean, it's definitely, I mean, really, you're in the top tier. I mean, that's the one that you would want to be in out of everything, right? I mean, yeah. and, and, um, and when was the first time you saw it with a crowd? Was that... The first time I saw it with the crowd was a special friends and family screening. It was before we did all the, the midnight movie stuff and before everyone kind of realized how hilarious it was. Um, and it was being treated as a serious film. Oh. And I hadn't seen it. And none of the actors had seen it. Only James had seen it. And it was all friends and family. Uh, so you invite was, everybody. You're like... I'm like... I'm, I'm in a movie. movie. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and it did not go well. <laughs> what? Where? No. What, was this also in a high school parking lot? The screening, or was it? Uh... But does your character? Where did your character think? <laughs> June likes to get into the game. Well, no, I'm curious. Like, what happened between the restaurant scene and going back to the hotel? Like, why didn't you go? To why didn't you go to either of his? your homes? In the script, it's actually supposed to be my apartment. So, oh. well, I did notice <laughs> an exterior, I exterior shot of your apartment in when he drops you off, I think after the first date, 
looks like you live in like a tenement house. Yeah. <laughs> like it looks like it, there, your address has like six numbers yeah. and two letters. Yes. <laughs> it was like three three six A B. So so they were <laughs> so they were playing that as your apartment or no? They yeah. And that's how. But it's a motel. As a fashion model, I would decorate. That well, is as a course. fashion model, you live in a hotel. Uh, you know, you have a very exciting life. You can't be affording to stay in one place. You can't pay that rent. Yeah, but we've already seen the exterior. <laughs> like, exterior that. that is like a disgusting motel. Yeah. Um, now, well, yeah, I will say I, the one thing I will say is like, you know how dirty that motel is because. You see your feet in it, and your feet are black from whatever has okay. been on that, that floor. Was, when yeah. you guys had to move the bed against the wall, I was like, don't touch any of it. <laughs> I was like, that, you all just got hep C. It's disgusting. I actually, I hadn't noticed the feet thing until like the second or third midnight screening, and people kept coming up to me after being like, what's, what's up with your feet? <laughs> By the way, such a gross stay away from feet, those people. Your feet. <laughs> those people that are like, your feet are so dirty in that movie. <laughs> your feet, the though. Where your feet are dirty is my favorite scene in the movie. Come I, meet me in a parking lot. I want to pitch a movie to you. But the, truthfully, your feet, your feet are doing a version of blackface in this movie. It's a very, a very interesting racial message within the. Yeah, another one. Another one. Um, now, just very quickly, your co-star in the movie, he is a robot. Am I right? <laughs> he is, he is a robot. Don't make her talk bad about it unless you want to. <laughs> no, delightful man, I'm sure. But he is an alien who is trying to, <laughs> trying to learn human emotions over the course of the movie. I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> yeah. I have a question. I, have I a question did notice about... he never touches water in the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question about the tree man at the very end. Now he's wearing a wig in the movie. Yes. yes. Okay. I sh- like a, there's like a shock of black hair. What was up with that? Like, did he? Ha- what was the actor's hair? I can tell you, he's a clean-cut guy, and his, James's uh, rationale behind that was that he needed to look more like a hippie, and I was someone who, he hired me to do the makeup fun fact uh, on the the, uh, movie. Oh, wow, so you did make the double dude. After the first two makeup artists quit. (laughs) So did you do, like, the special effects of people's eyes and stuff like that? Oh, yeah. Nice. Wow, that looks amazing. Wow. Great work. good. And uh, so, like, uh, any other moments from that film where you were like, we're like, this is amazing. Like, was there a point where you just like, we'll just roll with it? And like, because you're you're seven months in. So I imagine at month three, you're kind of like, all right. A couple couple weeks in. I mean, the, the first, like I said, the first two makeup artists quit. That was already, like, the first two weekends. We sort of realize what we were signing up for and we're like just do it and then seven months later we're like (laughs) yeah right and you know there's you guys pointed out a lot of really awesome stuff that's like this doesn't make sense this why would you ever do this in anything ever um and we had those questions too on set and we would ask him and be like james it doesn't make sense that we would go to a forest and fill up a million water bottles (laughs) (laughs) oh well that i do want to ask do you have any insight into how long a period of time the movie is supposed to unfold over? I have zero insight about okay. anything. Okay, great. <laughs> what, would he, what would he say to you when you said, why are we going into he the would, He would say, because it's a movie. <laughs> oh, wow. Good answer. Oh, Good wow. answer. 
director. That's a great yeah. director. I have to know, at what, point, at what point was James on board with it being a quote-unquote comedy? Because obviously he didn't set out to make a campy movie. Not until, I would say, three or four months into... Uh, three or four months into Severin signing with them, and they had to sit him down and be like, James, we could do something and like have a lot of fun with Birdemic, but you need to understand that it's not the action movie that you think it is. <laughs> so like he so he is when it first came out he was like did it done it. Yeah. <laughs> like you're welcome. You yeah. know, James really does it. he really does to a certain extent um still really believe in it, which yeah. I think is great. He really believes in the message. He really believes in everything. Wait, what's the and- message again? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. Well, now, um, speaking of the message of the first movie, so Birdemic 2 is yeah. real. It's happening. It's happening. <laughs> so are you are you in it now, or is it, or is it pre-production? Where are you at in this stage of Birdemic? I'm in it. We start filming in the next couple of weeks. It's Have you seen? Sweet. I cannot wait. Have you seen a script for it yet? Nice. All the script. <laughs> is, the, is the magic recreated? It is, you know, it's going to be really interesting because everything is is supposed to be just like let's let James do his thing. You know, we're going to play it straight. Okay. We're not going to be like winking at the camera. Yeah. It's going to be all um, reading James's dialogue like we did okay. first. Um, but it will take what'll be taken away. I think is. Uh, the initial, like, all the sound dropping out, all the technical yeah, errors. Right. And so that'll be really interesting. That'll be nice. You can hear it. <laughs> yeah. So there'll be a sound guy added to the crew yeah. on this I, one. I, yeah. I, read, I read somewhere that, uh, that James wasn't going to do a sequel unless he got a $20 million budget. So did he ever get that? James said a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> in, the, in the world of the movie as you knew it while you were there, why did the birds leave? Gosh. Um, uh, well... The way it was explained to me was... It's a movie. It's a movie. Yeah. But also, <laughs> more than that, I think, Paul, you sort of touched on this, which is that, hey, you know, these birds realize that we are cool with nature. And... <laughs> they, they're cool. They're on it. Yeah. You guys well, did a lot of research in that one day of running away. You talked to a doctor. You talked to a oh. forest hippie. Okay. You, is there yeah. anything that you guys shot that didn't make it into the movie? <laughs> Because I feel like there's connective tissue missing all over the place. Everything that we shot made it in, except... (laughs) Amazing. I'm not surprised by that. Except the pumpkin scene was originally a green screen uh, scene. Oh. But then we just... The movie kept happening. So the pumpkin festival came up? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. I have to ask, did everybody in that festival scene have to uh, sign a release? Or do they... No. Oh, big trouble. (laughs) (laughs) Now wait, um, can you give us... I don't know if you can contractually, but can you give us a little taste of where Natalie and Rod are now in the second film? Which is in 3D, right? They uh, are... Living in Los Angeles? Uh, no, I don't. I don't think it will be in 3D. Oh, it won't be. Three. Maybe oh, if you three, number three in 3D. Number oh, okay. Right. 3D. All right, that'll that's be that personal. All right, yeah. All right. <laughs> Rod and Natalie, as you can imagine, are both very successful now. Oh my yes. god. Uh, <laughs> very. Like, yeah. This is, <laughs> the two of you together must be worth the billions. Power couple, of right? You're the Brad and Angelina of Half Moon Bay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and you know the the movie. Uh, is sort of focused on how to make it in Hollywood. Now Ooh. that now that James has made a successful movie, 
that's so what we want to do. So it's reflecting that experience then as well. Yes. Um, but there will be birds attacking. There will be birds. So will you be um, an actress in Hollywood in this one? Will you maybe be auditioning in a parking lot? Like. <laughs> I, there's there's some auditioning in it. There's some. Um... Are birds running the casting session? <laughs> Are you in I'll any kimonos again? Uh, Hopefully. Okay, is good. um uh, again to the movie. Uh, how long is the the supposed shoot going to last? Um, Rough. I mean, like it's not going to be seven months. Though, no, right? I think that it's going to be on the weekends again because I'm in school and okay. um, going to be. I would say about three months. Okay, wow. That's a, that's a good chunk of time. Super quick question. Do you think there'll be any dirty feet in it? Hey, hey, <laughs> hey. Sorry. If there Sorry. are my feet in it, I'm just yeah. wondering, do you think there's any dirty feet oh, in this one? Like running around with your feet get all dirty? Uh, man alive. Um, I may open it up to one or two questions for you, if that's okay. If we missed anything, any questions uh, for Whitney? I'll, I'll repeat them. Uh, was there any choreography in the, <laughs> in the movie, or is the, were you left to your own? No, the robot was an artistic choice of mine. Yeah, I like that robot. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because he doesn't look like he's ever danced in his life. It almost looks like, and I noticed that in that shot, it's like a two shot of you guys. That he, he it looks like he's hiding from the camera, like he doesn't want to be seen dancing. This whole it seemed like it was. Upsetting it took us a little while to get into hanging out with my family, but then by, Hang the, out with my by the 30th take, we were... You were hanging out that's with your family. Yeah. Do you, do you, I, that's my question for you. Do you have hanging out with my family on your iPod? Yes. I think I need to get that on my iPod. How, how long did it take to shoot that scene? Like, how many times did you have to listen to hanging out with my family? Oh, a bunch. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> and that should ultimately be an easy scene. Because just the two of you dancing, you just put that music in later, but... That's one of those things that I feel like they play in prisoner of war camps. <laughs> just like that, you, that's how they hanging break out. people. Is they just play hanging out with my family over and over and over again. All right, one more, one more question. Uh, was was everything in Rod's performance a actor's choice, <laughs> or is he actually like that uh, in real life? I'm going to say you can take the fifth too. If you it's. <laughs> None of it was how he is in real life, but I'm going to say it was 80% actor's choice okay. and 20% James moving the dolly very slowly. His uh. <laughs> it's like that episode of Dawson's Creek when he's in the wheelchair. You gotta go, you know. Uh, Paul, uh, yes. it's exactly like that episode Thank of Dawson's you. Creek. Get on it, Dawson's Creek. When Joey season. climbs through the Best window season. and they decide to make the movie. So good. Gran so good. is pissed because they run away. <laughs> All right, last question over here. Yes, you give a great performance. You're great in the film. Uh, but there are moments where you seem angry, angered or bothered. Is, is that real life coming through or is that, uh, or is that a character choice? I think that kind of thing is really hard to hide. Um, <laughs> and so I'm going to... <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I imagine there must have been some very tough days in that seven there months. Were, there were weeks where James wouldn't talk to me. He wow, was... like Kubrick style. <laughs> yeah. That's like, that's Hitchcock. That's Hitchcock too. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. All of his directions would come from, from Alan. And, and Alan kept... was the camera guy who I was slightly off center, right? Al Alan no, Alan was the robot. Oh, Alan was the robot. Oh, yeah. wait, he would give it to another actor to tell you? Whoa. <laughs> That does not help with chemistry on set. 
Wow, how did but you would do it? Well, what, what if he needed you to put makeup on somebody? Would he talk to you, the makeup artist, but not you, the actor? <laughs> there was a period of two weeks where I, I forget what, what was the catalyst to this, but he kept comparing me to Catherine Hagel and, and her like relationship with ER. He <laughs> 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 wouldn't talk to me at all. Because you were questioning when he said, it's a movie? Yeah. Yeah, you well, were feeling some real tantrums there. <laughs> <laughs> These things don't make sense. Very difficult. Yeah, oh, she's so difficult. She wants to see the whole script. Oh, boy, actresses. She wants to say all of her lines in a row without 40-second pauses between them, which doesn't make sense because it will make it impossible to cut awkwardly around them. <laughs> Uh, so now you are, you're back in school right now. You've done some other movies. Overall, it was a positive, fun experience, right? After it happened, yes. Absolutely. Yes. Um, because we did the, the Minute Movie Tour. We screened it at CineFamily like, all the time. And, and there's one coming up. And it's become sort of like a really weird, fun thing in my life. Whereas before, I was very worried about where it would fit into my life, but now it's just kind of an awesome, weird thing. Do you get recognized a lot? Do people come up to you and are like, holy shit, you're Natalie from Birdemic? <laughs> the only time that's happened was at Comic-Con. Really? Yeah. Can I that's just say, if way. somebody does do that, if somebody's like, oh my god, shit, you're Natalie from Birdemic, you should be like... <laughs> yes, I am. <laughs> Give it up for Whitney Moore! anymore. Great job. Thank you guys all for coming out to Largo tonight. We really appreciate it. Give it up for Whitney Moore. Give it up for Al Yankovic who came out here. The first time we've ever had a standing ovation. Amazing. Um, so thank you. Um, I do want to, just while we're all here, just because we have a second, I want to show you something that we could never do on the podcast because it's... Uh, it's just too visual. Uh, here we go. Hold on a second. I'm going to close this down. Uh, one of the people who listened to the show decided to make a graph of how many times we say literally. <laughs> and, uh, Wait, is it, how is it broken down? By person? Well, it's broken down by episode. Uh, and episode and then also four, by person. Episode by, yeah, so let's see. Um, so the greens, the greens are Jason. <laughs> Blues are me. Red is June. There's no reds. June, you're off the literally. Oh, June, you gotta get. You gotta start saying literally. It's it's cool. <laughs> and and the guests the guests are purple. But by far, if you want to hear the most literallys, which is 15, that is the John Daly episode. <laughs> Followed closely behind the Nick Kroll episode and the Adam Scott episode. But we've done better now. Look at we this. Do. We we've do. We've done yeah. all the way to Joe Mandy. Our literallys were just down to only one. <laughs> I don't think tonight we did any literally. Oh, I'm sure I did. <laughs> Not on purpose, I just can't stop myself. This is the best, the best chart of all time. <laughs> I love I, it. I, I love I, that I, someone made a pie graph of it. It was one of the first things that, like, I feel like when we started the podcast and, and, and there was, like, a comment or, or, or boards that people would comment on, that people would infuriatingly be like, Please stop saying literally so much. Yeah. You literally don't need to say literally in every sentence. And I was like, very upset. people are literally pissed off at this. It's like the people who correct grammar on Twitter. Actually, it's there was. <laughs> um, 
Well, thank you guys so much for coming. You were a great audience. Give yourselves a hand. Just give me